Welcome back to Teaching Matters, the University of Edinburgh's hub for discussing, promoting, and showcasing teaching and learning around the university. We are a website, blog, podcast, and possibly most importantly, a small group of people passionate about providing platforms for conversations surrounding teaching and learning. Today's episode marks the beginning of our Wikimedia series, where we're celebrating Wikimedia's 20th anniversary by recontextualizing its place within academia. This episode serves as a fantastic introduction, as we hear from the University of Edinburgh's students and staff members as they detail how they use Wikimedia in their work. Our group also discusses and debunks less flattering aspects of Wikimedia's reputation, then ponders the role of Wikimedia in academia and in the real world. This episode is more general, while future episodes will get more subject-specific. Before we get into the conversation, a bit of context. Wikipedia was created in 2001, its name blending between wiki and encyclopedia. It is a free content, multilingual, online encyclopedia written and maintained by a community of volunteers through a model of open collaboration. Wikipedia is funded primarily through small donations, an impressive feat for the largest and most read reference work in history. Wikipedia is a project by Wikimedia, and a Wikimedian in residence is a Wikipedia editor who accepts a placement at an institution. All this information actually comes from Wikipedia's page on Wikipedia, which showcases Wikipedia's utility in gathering information. Wikipedia and academia, however, has been somewhat controversial. It is sometimes claimed to be a tool students use to avoid doing research on a subject, instead citing the Wikipedia page and it's written by online volunteers, so how reliable could it be? These kind of thoughts are the ones we're reconsidering with this series. In this episode, we'll hear, how do students and staff use Wikimedia in their work? Is Wikipedia regulated? And to what extent? What utility does it have in academia? And is there a role for Wikipedia to be a middle ground between academia and the public? Without further ado, let's get curious and see what the role of Wikipedia slash Wikimedia can be in academia at its 20th anniversary. Today's conversation is hosted by Richard Nebel, a program coordinator at Wikimedia UK. I'll let Richard take it away. So I thought an interesting place to start might be talking about how you use Wikipedia in your work. And I'm going to start off by handing over to Grace King, who is a history student at the University of Edinburgh. Grace, over to you. Hi, thanks. I use Wikipedia as kind of a jumping block in my research or in just my day-to-day interests. I also use it as a quick fact check or just general double checking that I, I have the right person, the right name, the right quick quick little bit of information, but also as someone who really wants to make sure that information is accessible and understandable for everybody. I use it as kind of, if I'm going to explain a certain person or event in history, I kind of double check it to kind of get like the groundworks and, and the bare bones of, of what I'm trying to say so that it's you know, the most approachable, accessible way to explain whatever I'm talking about. Next on to Kirsty Lingstadt, 
who is the Deputy Director, Library and University Collections at the University of Edinburgh. Hi, Richard. Thanks very much for that one. Well, interestingly enough, while I, I think like everyone, quite often uses Wikimedia when I'm trying to find out information and a starting point for answering questions, queries or research, a lot more of my focus recently has been looking at how do we get content our unique collections content out into Wikimedia. And in particular, we've sort of started exploring Wikidata as a potential route for that um, to see whether we can make our collections where there aren't any copyright issues much more accessible. That's where I'm at at this particular moment in time. Next, on to uh, Lucy Parfitt, who is also a history student at the University of Edinburgh and president of the university's history society. So Lucy, how do you use Wikipedia in your work? Thanks, Richard. Uh, mainly just to echo what, what Grace was saying, just using it, I guess, during my undergrad, especially in the kind of earlier stages, the volume and breadth of stuff that we were being suddenly asked to get to grips with really quickly. Um, Wikipedia was a really useful tool for sort of grounding yourself in some sort of timeline, that kind of thing. But in the last academic year, we um, collaborated with Ewan McAndrew, the Wikimedian in residence, and Dr. Diana Payton with the History Society to deliver a series of workshops to History Society members. So I have very, very recently um, started to uh, learn how to edit pages, uh, create new pages. And I think that's given me quite a different perspective on Wikipedia as something that not only can I take from, but can I give to? So yeah, that's a that's a new thing to me. And then on to Hannah Rothman, who is a classics undergraduate at the University of Edinburgh and has also been working in a very interesting role as the university's Wikimedia student intern, uh, one of several internships the university has been hosting. So Hannah, how have you been using Wikipedia? Um, thanks, Richard. Yeah, so Wikipedia, my relationship with Wikipedia really changed last June when I started my internship with the university and the surrounding with the Wikimedia in residence, Ewan McAndrew. And as said by Grace, usually Wikipedia in my day-to-day -day life is like a springboard, you know, double fact checks, you know, make sure I'm right about if I'm having an argument with my sister, maybe <laughs> right about some date that I think I am. But last June, I helped to create some training materials and video tutorials on how to edit and use Wikipedia and that really changed how I viewed it and also I think how I viewed how you interact with materials online and is the phrase digital literacy just being aware of what the information is that you're reading where it's come from how it's been referenced how it's been put together and now actually I'm in a sense more critical of Wikipedia and other online platforms now that I use so I can I've learned how to use it properly so you're not just taking something at face value, but you can also see behind the information to what's been brought together to create, you know, your simple sentences you see on the screen. So many, many moons ago when I was at university, we were basically told Wikipedia isn't reliable. And in fact, there's a quote here from 2017, which says, too many students I met were being told that Wikipedia was untrustworthy and were instead being encouraged to do research. As a result, the message that many had taken home was to turn to Google and use whatever came up first. So the message 
they heard was that Google was trustworthy and Wikipedia was not. So that's a really interesting quote. And I feel that that's definitely a message which has filtered down to students. So what would be your take on media literacy being how people interact with Wikipedia and how they then bring that through to other websites potentially? I suppose from a library perspective, digital literacy has always been something that's really important to the library and, and a lot of our sort of staff and teams within the library and is a sort of really strong focus for a lot of the training that we also provide to students to sort of understand their sources and get a sort of real feel for what sources are out there, what do you, you know, what's a primary source, secondary, but also to sort of understand what's out there once you start looking at digital resources and sort of try and establish what is the trustworthiness of that source that you're looking at. And I suppose for us, that always is a very sort of broad thing that we're looking at. But certainly Wikimedia is one of the sort of things we do focus on and look at and try and get students and academics to understand where is that content coming from. And again, as a library, we've actively engaged in campaigns such as One Lib, One Ref, where as a sort of library team, we kind of go in and help improve some of the information referencing on Wikimedia, because we think that's a really important thing to do and also sort of share that kind of knowledge with, with others. So I think digital literacy at its broadest sense is a really important subject these days. I think we've all learned through the last few years that, you know, not everything that you read online can be believed. And it's around about those different skills as to understanding what is true and what isn't true. And I suppose that goes for the wider digital world as well as for Wikimedia. And within Wikimedia, it's around about helping everyone understand what the content is there, where it's come from, how it's structured, and how can you sort of validate these things and, and sort of evidence things. And I think as libraries, we have a very important part to play within that. Yeah, I just wanted to echo some of those things that Kirsty just said. I think also the skills that we're taught as historians really make us responsible for looking at Wikipedia in this way and questioning the resources and questioning the citations and questioning where the information came from. Like we were trained to do this kind of work. So to be able to provide that for folks that don't have those skill sets and that understanding of, of, of questioning everything, I feel like that's at the, the basis of history, right? I think that's really important to give that to others who use it as, as that quick resource. You know, if I could go on and, and, and feel a little bit better about the materials that are there, I think that would be great for, for everyone to have that and for us to be a small part in that, in that role. It's interesting, Richard, that you said sort of 20 years ago, you were sort of warned against using Wikipedia. I think that's still very much the, the feeling that most students have when confronted with Wikipedia as a resource. And I think, you know, this project that History Society did with using Wikipedia, learning how to edit Wikipedia was very much like out of the curriculum and I think that tells you all you need to know really but also I was going to say that as someone who I don't I didn't really consider myself to have many digital skills pre-pandemic and having to learn a load of, of new ones I think Wikipedia in sort of facilitating projects like we took on and I know that loads of others go on throughout the university and other universities UK-wide learning the sort of processes and sort of how active lots of the editors are in sort of policing and managing who edits what 
I think really will do lots to dispel a lot of the myths around Wikipedia. So I think, you know, the big misconception that I had and that I think a lot of definitely undergraduates have and, and their tutors and professors around them have is that, you know, if anyone can go in and edit this information, what's the point essentially, which is quite strange, I guess, if you say it out loud, because I think that's what we should want about an information source. But, you know, actually learning how to edit it and create stuff using those tools. I was struck just by how much it's regulated, how much, you know, even things like if a, if a patient have enough citations, it's very like quick. Someone's very quick to be like, um, you don't have enough citations on this. And, you know, the, the correspondence between people who are editing pages and stuff. I didn't know that any of that stuff went on behind just the, the initial web page that you see. So even just you know ironically gaining those sort of digital skills through learning how to edit wikipedia has taught me a lot about what wikipedia actually is as a as a source of information at this point we've seen some of the common uses of wikipedia people use it to fact check gain familiarity with a subject and as a jumping off point for research amongst other things it was particularly interesting to hear group members discuss how they were surprised with how regulated wikipedia is something i didn't know before producing the series there's a lot that goes on behind Wikipedia pages. Now, the conversation turns to Wikipedia and academia. What role does Wikipedia have at the university, particularly in regards to research? So Wikipedia is a huge open access project. Is there a role for Wikipedia to be kind of this middle ground between academia and the public as a way of kind of online citizenship for researchers? I certainly think so. I think, you know, I think it's just as important as the research itself is to make the research available to everyone. You know, it's it's one thing to to do the research and and to be talking about it, you know, in the ivory tower as they say, but I think that the real especially when we're talking about more contemporary subjects or things that maybe are are hot button issues today, Having the most updated research and information on that, I think, should be available to everyone. And I, I, I think it does a disservice to the, the public if we as folks in academia that hold that knowledge don't disperse it, disperse it to everybody else. So I think it's interesting, this idea of the Wikipedia often isn't mentioned. Well, I want to posit the idea that it's somehow become a whipping boy for the open web in, in some respects, that it's come to represent all that is evil, a free-for-all of information that no one is regulating, when, as we've discussed, it, it can be this get digital gateway and a place to orientate yourself at the beginning. And I, I was struck by something a chemistry professor said that he started researching chemistry terms and he was interested to see what came up first in Google's results. And what he found is when he put in a chemistry term that didn't have a Wikipedia page, it was much, much harder to orientate himself as to what that term was actually all about. And it, just having that starting place where you can also collate other sources of information into that one place that you're inducting people into here's what this topic means but here's where you can find out more information and more academic research about this topic 
and ideally open access research that you can click through and actually access, that it does help people's informa information literacy search. And interestingly, just before this se session, I looked up the words herd immunity to see what came up first. And sure enough, the Wikipedia page is presented on the right hand side in that little knowledge graph box. So if you're unsure of a term or you're just wanting to find out a little bit more, you know that you can hopefully access it through Google's relationship with Wikipedia. And we have academic support librarians teaching our students about how to use the university's library catalogue and the best effective way of using that. But we don't often talk about the, the digital searching they're doing online with Google and Wikipedia and the black box nature of when you're not actually sure what Google is showing you. Why, are you. why is Google showing me these top results? Well, the only thing we do know is that Wikipedia is preferentialized within those results and that we have agency that we can impact what is shown in that Wikipedia page. We can check, challenge, correct everything in that page because everything in the Wikipedia page is transparent. It, there is that view history where you can see all the edits made over time who made it, what the change was made and by whom. You don't have that with Google search results. You don't have that with Facebook showing you these pages. So there is a sort of transparency and a feeling of shared ownership and shared collective responsibility, I think, in managing and uh, the commons, if you will, the sort of the, the collective knowledge that's out there. And actually, can I just add to that? Because I think you and you've raised a really, really important point that actually terminology and terms change meaning or have different meanings at different points in time as we sort of track them through. And I think that's something that Wikimedia does particularly well, that sort of change in how we use a particular term or terminology. I think your, you know, herd immunity, you know, it's got a very different context and meaning just now and has kind of moved on a little bit from where it was perhaps kind of 50, you know, 60 years ago, just because of what's currently happening. And I think Wikimedia is really well placed to respond to those shifts and changes and highlight them really early on so that as you know people are searching for the words in the kind of current context it enables them to be found and that kind of meaning to be understood so I think that's a really important role that Wikimedia has which actually things like our library search catalogues just don't do particularly well you know unless there's a recently published book with a particular term starting to kind of come through it doesn't do that kind of element in the same way. And I think that's a really important role for Wikimedia as well. After detailing Wikipedia's potential role as a middleman between academia and the public, the group moves to discussing how Wikipedia can change with the things it defines. I found the example of herd immunity fascinating. In the public view, herd immunity had a very different meaning pre-COVID, and it's an illuminating example of how Wikipedia can near change in the real world. Now, the group rounds out the conversation by envisioning Wikipedia's potential role in academia. So we've talked a bit about how attitudes to Wikipedia have changed and how it's currently used in academia. So I thought a good way to wrap up might be to think about what is the potential role for academia and Wikipedia? What what could it be? I think for me, 
the role of academia and Wikipedia and Wikimedia going forward into the future is just the amazing ability it has to share information with everyone anywhere because no matter where you are in the globe if you have access to internet you have access to all this knowledge so I think that is the crucial part and academia as has been mentioned you know can be like an ivory tower where only a few are let in and even then it's difficult to penetrate to the to the deepest darkest secrets so I think that is the what Wikipedia and Wikidata and Wikimedia Commons all these platforms can do going forward is just share the information freely with everyone and I think for me it's around about that sort of starting off point of kind of generating it's a sort of long tradition of knowledge sharing from kind of encyclopedias to where Wikipedia is now and kind of enabling people who are a bit curious and want to know a little bit more to allow them to sort of dive deeper and take their first steps into a topic and subject and I think for me that's still one of its core roles and functions and it's something we can all contribute and help achieve. From a student perspective, I think there's so much amazing work that's done in the university and research. And, you know, when you're at a certain stage in your sort of academic career, just finishing your undergrad, you're not exactly at a stage to get things published. And I'd really like to see people getting pretty excited about Wikipedia as an opportunity for people who've done original research, you know, fourth years, who've spent months and months and months on dissertations that they're really pleased with, being able to place their work somewhere else and I think that would be a really really nice thing to see happen with the university and and Wikimedia going forward. I think also my experience of introducing Wikipedia to students and staff is that it enables conversations about how search works and what our relationship is between our sort of ethical responsibility at the university to identify knowledge gaps online and help fill that where we have the knowledge. But also thinking about our relationship with these big digital intermediaries in general and sort of what it, uh, understanding the relationship with Google and Amazon and Facebook and having really good info information sharing sessions about information literacy, copyright, is a source neutral? Is that a reliable source? What is a primary source? What is a secondary source? Can we cite on Wikipedia? Can we cite Wikipedia? And all of those are really interesting conversations to be having that I think can only improve people's understanding within the conversation and help then go on, out onto a Wikipedia page for other people around the world to benefit from. Thank you everyone for coming along and for some fascinating discussions about the role of Wikipedia and academia. Overall, I hope there's been some very good news about what can be done and what could yet be done um, in this area. Thank you very much again. Thank you for listening to the first episode of our Wikimedia series. We plan to release the next two episodes of the series before our holiday break and the remaining episodes after, so keep an eye out for more of the Wikimedia series coming soon. Teaching Matters is brought to you by the University of Edinburgh's Institute for Academic Development. For more posts and conversations about teaching and learning, head to our blog. We'd be delighted for you to join the conversation. To do so, please email us at teachingmatters.ed.ac.uk. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and now LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
please consider following us on Spotify or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Music for today's episode was provided by Toonstowns. Until next time, stay curious.